Good Wednesday evening. And welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. We got the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to ever be sour. Just celebrated a birthday two days ago. Delante. What's up, what's up, what's good? What's good, everybody? And of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. Uh, We coming here tonight. And this is the brainchild of the man of the hour. This is a format that he put together, and I believe it's damn good, and you're going to enjoy it. We're going all gas, no brakes whatsoever tonight. So sit back, strap on your seatbelt, relax a little bit, because we're going to bring it to you live, uncut, unfiltered, and raw like we always do. And it is the NFL midseason superlative show. But before we start there, we got to say welcome back to one Antonio Brown. A.B. comes yes, off sir. of the suspension list this week. So what kind of numbers you think he's going to put up? Uh, it, it'll be uh, probably marginal at best, maybe like five receptions for like 60 yards, something like that. Um, but I think he'll score. Hmm. Not sure of the score, but I think I'm somewhere between five catches for like 60 yards, you know, to kind of get them, you know what I'm saying, uh, reacclimated with, with gameplay. I'm going to say this, though, that that receiving uh, core down there in Tampa Bay, I don't think there's no other, there's, there's no better receiving core in the league. I mean, yeah, you got Kansas City, but. Oh, uh, man, like, they, they got some dogs. Goodwin, Evans, and Brown. Man, that's that's tough. You, you know, I'll say this. Uh, I got Mike Evans and Antonio Brown in free agency. So I'm hoping they both put up great numbers because that's going to make me look good, and then I can go ahead and win this championship. <laughs> that's just how I feel. So I'm I'm yeah, very biased about it. Yeah, you're going to win it. And then Tom Brady, he's living with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going over the playbook with him. So Tom Brady's also keeping him out of trouble. And oh, I, I didn't know that, that, he, that he, yeah. he's actually going to stay with him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been living with him. And it's a good thing. But here's where it, it's even better because Tom Brady has a stake in this. And he has a familiar receiver, another familiar part down there with him. You know, everybody say, well, they only played one game. But their chemistry was pretty good in that one game. So if he can recreate that chemistry, keep him out of trouble. And Bruce Arian said one slip up and he's gone. So if he can keep it under the radar and knock it out, I think this is it. Yeah, I I I I I like A B. You know what I'm saying? And, and I hope that he succeeds down there in Tampa Bay. Like the situation is is like situation is on point. They got a good defense. They have a good disciplinary coach. Um they got, you know, top three best tight end in the game and Grunk. Uh, you know, they got one of the best ever in, in Brady. And the, you know, like I mentioned at a receiving court, and then they got a good little 
running backs that they like that their team period is pretty good. I just I hope that you know what I'm saying that they they got seem to have everything in place for him to stay out of trouble. Just stay out of trouble, man. Don't go out, you know man. Saying don't even don't even go out. It's COVID. You know what I'm saying? Then you're in Florida. Don't even go out. I'm pretty sure Tom got a big enough house, you know what I'm saying, down there. You can probably go bowling in the basement, you know what I'm saying? Probably go shoot some hoops in the backyard or something. Just stay put, man. You know what I'm saying? For something I can call, if I can call AB right now and tell him, man, be thankful, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank, thank the man upstairs for this opportunity and stay put. Indeed, I'm hoping that he takes that advice too. So now we're gonna do what we came here to do tonight. And that's mid-season superlatives. We're in between uh week eight and week week nine. Week eight just wrapped up uh Monday night with uh Tampa Bay beating the Giants. The mm-hmm. aforementioned Tampa Bay, so that's a great segue right there. So, yep. um, since we're gonna do superlatives, let's start with the biggest one of all, MVP. Now, who's your MVP candidate <laughs> right now? Uh, mid-season MVP. If I had to pick one now, I would have to go with Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, I, I of course I can go. Well. Couldn't even go Patrick Mahomes because he hasn't really played MVP esque this season. Um, but you know he had his teammates, you know, making contributions. But I gotta go with uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I could have went Brady. I could have went Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going Russell Wilson, man. This dude, he he's literally Seattle. Period. I mean, shout out to Bobby Wagner. You know what I'm saying? But it, Russ, man, Russ is running it this season. I'll say this. As usual, I agree with you. Uh, Russell Wilson, his stats are off the chain. He's completed 71.5% of his passes this year, 2,151 yards, 8.4 yards per attempt, 26 touchdowns, uh, six interceptions, a 120.7 rating. He's projected to throw 59 touchdowns at this pace with 14 interceptions. That's his projection. Uh, Seattle is uh, 6-1. They got a matchup against uh, the boss BJ's Bills uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday, and the Bills are 6-2. Jeez. Uh... (laughs) Russell Wilson's QB rating is 82.6, and he's third in the league with that. So that tells you a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, Now, let's move on over to Rookie of the Year. And I did offensive and defensive. I'm not sure if you did. I, well, I, I, I chose one, but I can, I can go defense. Um, and offense. I'm going to uh, go offense first, and I'll um, bounce it over to you, then I'll go defense. So offense, uh, a lot of good wide receivers that, you know what I'm saying, that, uh, rookie wide receivers this season. Uh, you got Lamb, you got Judy, um, Ruggs is, you know, doing doing this thing. Um, and then, of course, the quarterbacks. 
but I'm going to stick with quarterback. And it was tough, but I got to say Joe Barrow, man. Joe, like what he's doing in Cincinnati, that, that dude, he, you know what I'm saying? He, he put on his big boy pants. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the kid from uh, San Diego, from, uh, from the Chargers, uh, Herbert. Herbert is, is like is gunslinging doing his thing, but Burrow is doing his thing. So offensive rookie of the year, my, you know, midseason, I got to go with Joe Burrow. And, you know, I got to agree with you. I mean, one band, one sound here. Uh, Joe Burrow, 67% uh, completion, 2,272 yards, 6.9 per pass, 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, a 91.4 passer rating. His QB rating is 50, 59.9, which is 23rd in the league. But now he's projected to throw – uh, 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, but 4,500 yards. This is just a projection. And he's projected to throw for 4,500 yards. That'll be some impressive numbers for a rookie. I will say that. But he is my offensive rookie of the year as well. Now, over to defense. Who you got for defensive rookie of the year? Uh, defense, that was pretty tough as well. Um, I had, uh, the kid from, um, the Cardinals, uh, actually, no, I didn't. Uh, my bad. I had the kid from, uh, the Buccaneers. Um, God, his father used to play in the league too. Help me out. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yep. I had, that's who I got. (laughs) Yeah, I, I had him, but. I got to go with Chase, Chase Young. Um, from what I've seen from Chase Young, like the speed, you know, to get up, get off the line, it's, it's, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. I mean, I could have went either way, you know what I'm saying, between Junior or, or, uh, or Young, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Young for defensive rookie of the year midseason. You know what? That would be absolutely awesome if it happened. I had to give Chase Young the honorable mention. And so with that, I had to pick Antoine Winfield Jr. for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now, where you want to go next? Uh, we can go um, supply, uh, Surprising Player. for this season. And I think for me, um, I, he's, he's, he's a, a vet, a vet, um, Super Bowl MVP former. Uh, I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with uh, A-Rod because a lot of people wrote him off. A lot of people wrote him off. He had kind of like a, he had a good season, but it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. You know, it wasn't the A-Rod we were used to. But, you know, he came back this year. You know what I'm saying? He he been he been doing his thing. He been doing his thing. Um, you know, he, he made a connection with uh Devontae Adams. And, you know, they 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 got a nice little cube, you know what I'm saying, nice little tandem, you know what I'm saying, out there in uh in Green Bay. So surprising play, I gotta go with Aaron Rodgers. And considering the fact that they drafted a quarterback in the first round, you would think that, you know, he there would 
you would start to see some sort of like regression of sorts. But nah, he, you know, he stepped up and, you know, he's looking like playing like MVP candidate A Rod. So surprising playing, going with A Rod. Now, this is where we're going to have to differ. For the... <laughs> I picked DK Metcalf as my surprising player. Um, damn, damn good pick. Damn good pick. Coming out of uh, Ole Miss, a lot of people, uh, my man Keefe from the block was one, was like, we need DK Metcalf. And I was like, he's not the one you want. He's not a first-round pick to me because, yeah, he's fast, physical specimen, but he's not the the big play uh, wide out that Ole Miss has that you want. It was on the other side, and that was Brown who you wanted. But DK Metcalf has showed off this year. Um, 36 receptions, 680 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, 18.9 uh, per reception. And he's on pace to catch 16 touchdowns and 1,500 yards. That's the projected. We know about projections. So that's my, my surprise when it comes to player because I, I didn't expect him to play this well. But And I, I don't think it's just because he's got Russell Wilson as his quarterback. I think he would play with a capable quarterback. He would play this way also. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with uh... – DK, um, of course, you know, he, he, you know, a couple of highlights this, this season, but the fact that he, um, his, his journey period, like, you know, he was highly touted, supposed to come out first round, but then I think he came out in the later round, which kind of su- surprised everybody. Seattle picked him up and they, they about to make this dude into a bona fide star. So yeah, man, shout out to DK. Now, since we did surprise team just now, I mean surprise player. Let's do surprise team. I gave it away before I should have, but surprise team. Who do you have for your surprise team here in the middle of the season for our midseason awards? <laughs> I'm I'm a uh, I'm gonna throw a curveball uh, tonight with this with this choice. I gotta go with uh, Miami. Miami been putting in work. I was looking at, um, I just happened to be going through our, like the picks that we make every Sunday and how we've been losing because we've been picking Miami to lose, but they've been kicking teams' ass like they did the Rams uh, this past Sunday. Miami got a, a, they got a defense that people might want to pay a little bit of attention to. The number one scoring defense in the league. So, you know, you 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 might want to uh, you know, crack your book open and and and, and read up, cause them dudes down there, they for real. They in COVID land, but they for real. You know what? You are absolutely right, but but I had to go another direction. As as right as you are, and as the old folks used to say, you know, that's right as rain. But I had to go with Pittsburgh, brother. I had because I didn't expect Pittsburgh to be what seven and zero, 
with what they had to go through. I even had Pittsburgh losing to Baltimore Sunday. So, you know, that that's uh that was a surprise to me. But it surprise team, Pittsburgh. Gotta be Pittsburgh. I don't know how long they can run this up, but I think the next three weeks are uh, cupcakes because, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Pittsburgh has uh, yeah. Dallas, then Cincinnati, and I think they got Washington in the mix. So I think, you know, I, I think they got Washington later on in the season, but I think they're going to run up at least nine to ten wins straight before you see the the ghost of the 72 Dolphins start to rear up, and then they'll finally be able to pop their champagne once they lose, yeah. but it's going to happen. All right. Now, let's flip the other side of the coin. Most disappointing player this year. Oh, man. I this, I think we, we, might, <laughs> we might have the same person, and we haven't even discussed it yet. Uh, but And it kind of breaks my heart to even go ahead because the promise, man, and then and then the the initial outlook was like, oh snap, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not gonna miss a beat. He's not gonna miss a beat. But boy, when I tell you he he didn't past few weeks he didn't miss more than a few beats, bruh. It's been bad, and I'm talking about Killer Cam Newton, man. It's just it. He, I mean, he actually played good against Buffalo, but the fumble at the end, come on, man. You're MVP. You you know what I'm saying? You are one of the leaders of this team. You know what I'm saying? You inherited a, a, a job that Tom Brady held down for, like, many years, clo- close to a, a dub. You know what I'm saying? You, you had a big run, but then a couple plays later, you fumble a game away. And, and then, you know, Against the Broncos, it was he looked like the Cam Newton from Super Bowl Fifty, you know, fumbling, interceptions, getting sacked. Didn't know, you know, saying looked lost in the, uh, you know, saying you know behind the O line. It was just man. So you know, this he went from MVP candidate to like, what happened? So yeah, most disappointing player for me, Cam Newton. You know what? I think we're on a different side again tonight, which is not a bad thing. Um, most disappointing player, and this is going to shock you and probably everybody listening, but my most disappointing player for me, Dwayne Haskins. Because just his yeah. everything that's transpired this season and all the, the high hopes that I had, him being, you know, the guy. The franchise quarterback, you got somebody that wants you here, and you got a, a city that wants you. And everything that, that has happened, and it, it's just a lot. And I'm very disappointed. Um, I think disappointment is an understatement, the way I feel about Dwayne Haskins, because BJ will tell you, I've, I try to kind of, I'm not going to say clean up what he messed up. Mm-hmm. But I try to, I try to justify it, and then I realized that all I was doing was making excuses and making excuses like that. Uh, I'm being an enabler, 
and that's one of the worst things you can do. Him bragging about a 300-yard game um, and a loss to Baltimore. And you're bragging, we lost. It doesn't matter if you threw for 450, we lost. You know, so, you know, it's things like that. I just, I had to look at him and was like, yeah, this is ain't this ain't where it's at. So, it's got to be Dwayne Haskins for me. Quick question. Do you think he's done in Washington? I believe he is done in Washington. I'm surprised they didn't trade him. But only thing that I can say is if he's not done in Washington, this has got to be an eye-opener for him to the point where it's like, okay, we sat. It's like a punishment. And I, I'm, I'm, I know I used to be on them long-term punishments where I, I got punished for a whole summer. For something I did. I can't even remember what I did. I'm so old now. But I got punished for a summer. Damn, I would have ran away. But my bad. Boy, <laughs> don't, don't do what I do, kid. Sorry about that. Uh, it wasn't no running, man. My mom wouldn't even let me go to my godmother's house. I, I did something wrong. I don't remember. It wasn't. It was school-wise and some other stuff. But I, I did something wrong. And she punished me for the whole summer. But what she did is she confined me to the house. As much as I love to go outside, she confined me to the house. And was like, you can't go nowhere. So that was no basketball court, no going outside playing football, none of that. I was like, okay. But being in the house, I got closer to my grandmother. and But also I picked up, uh, started picking up more and more books and reading and getting interested in different things. So that was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I started reading and I found a couple stat books and I started pulling out encyclopedias and reading sports history. And it wasn't nothing you could say to me then because I had read it and I knew what it was. So, but back to Dwayne Haskins, this is, that's what it's like with him. I think this is going to be a long-term punishment and it probably lasts the rest of the season. And then if we have OTAs and mini camp and everything like that and a real training camp next season, He's going to have to show significant improvement. But one thing I've noticed, he hasn't been on social media. That was a problem that the coaching staff had. And he hasn't been on social media as much because I follow him on Instagram uh, and I follow him on Twitter. I haven't seen him, haven't seen his name pop up as much as it used to. So maybe just maybe he's uh, learning his lesson in the process. And it's just pro- it's just breaking him down and. Uh, taking away the bad mechanics and, and, and the bad things and putting good back in. And that's what you have to do. It's like building a sword. Uh, you got to heat that sword up. Then you got to pound out and smooth it out. Then you got to cool it down and then heat it back up. And then you got to pound it out again. So it's just like that. And that's just the way I feel about him. I think uh, he's in a good situation because uh, Ron Rivera, no-nonsense coach, but when you're right. strong-willed and you got a, a strong mind, iron sharpens iron. And I think that's iron sharpening iron if it can t- if it can go long-term. That's just my thoughts, though. So, um, now we talked about disappointing players. Disappointing team. Who you got? I got to uh, stay put. Um, let me see. No, actually... I take that back. I'm, uh, man, I, I can go a variety of ways with disappointing team. Um, 
But you know what? Even though they have a winning record now, um, I, I I I see the 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 baseball slide, um, the proverbial slide going down, uh, and, and I believe they are they're on a current losing streak. I go with the Cleveland Browns, man. Um, I could have went New England, but you know it's that. I mean that's that's easy, and plus, you know it's 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 a lot of adjusting that's going on up there in, in Boston. Um, you know, Tom's gone. Grunk is back, but he's not back. You know, he went to Tampa Bay with, and then Deion Lewis is with Tampa Bay. You know, saying with with them in Tampa Bay as well. So you know, it's a lot of new pieces. But Cleveland, man, like this Cleveland, like they've been they've been hyping this team up for like a couple years now. Like um, the defense, you know, it was supposed to be good. They have a good defense, um, but Baker Mayfield is just. I I I don't like to use the word regression, but I think we might be witnessing a regression of sorts from Baker. Odell's hurt out for the season again. Um, I'm I'm not quite sure of the contract situation, but this might be it. Um, as, you know, in regards to him playing in Cleveland, um, and you know, Kareem Hunt. You know, what I'm saying I I he sometimes he played like he wish he's still in Kansas City, but. You know, he he got caught on tape doing what he did. I'm not gonna mention it. Uh, but no, nah, man, disappointing. Most disappointing team for me is Cleveland. Um, you know, they started out with a lot of promise, but then it just regressed as a team, and and that's is going to continue. You know something for real. Now, Deion Lewis is in uh, New York. He's with the Giants. My bad. That's my, my bad. I'm, it's, it's all good. It's another. It's another Dion. Um, that's in Tampa Bay with them. Sorry about that. That's all good. It's all good. This is what we do. You know, we always correct one another. and We correct ourselves. So, um, I love it that you said Cleveland because that Cleveland hype train. I was a conductor of it for two seasons in a row, and I was disappointed two years in a row. I swear, and I see so much promise, so much talent with Cleveland, so I understand why you say that. But I'm going to have to go another direction. And I got to go with the Atlanta Falcons. They're the most disappointing, gutter-butt, trash team that I can see in this league because you're able to put up points, but you you know, you know got a pretty decent de- defense that can't hold any leads. You lost leads to... Dallas early in the season, you let Matthew Stafford and the Lions, the little baby Lions, drive down the field and beat you like it was nothing. And they they did it immaculately. And I, that that drive by Detroit on Atlanta was wholeheartedly uh, a thing of beauty. I will say that. But Atlanta has been the most disappointing, excuse me, team for me this season. Every time when I pick against Atlanta, Atlanta wins. When I pick for Atlanta, Atlanta wins, you know, or they lose. I'm just like, man, this is just, I'm looking through the book now trying to see when it was. But Atlanta is just, oh, man, they just, they bad. They're bad. Let's just say that. All right, 
I forgot. Damn, Atlanta. How the hell did I forget about Atlanta? You know what? I would have picked them too. I'm I'm content with my Cleveland play, pick, but how the hell can I forget about Atlanta? Like them dudes, they didn't. But you know what? Then they just like you went Atlanta. I could have went with San Diego, cause San Diego, another team, they didn't. Three games they led by seventeen or more points in the second half and lost all three games. But I think yeah, Atlanta. Ugh, they just it's just bad, man. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Moving on to not last. I think we got we got best team. Now, overall, who's your, who's your best team in uh the NFL right now? So. I, uh, man, it it'll be easy for me to say Pittsburgh because they're the only unbeaten team. Um, but I think just like a lot of sports analysts said it, and I'm gonna say it, uh, that's a, that that team is flawed. You know what I'm saying? The, the the thing is they their defense know how to you know what I'm saying kind of finish the games for them. But their team is there's there's some flaws on that team. They're definitely not going unbeaten. Uh, they probably dropped about three games, um, but the for me the best team, man, you know they arch rival, but I gotta go with Kansas City. I gotta go, I gotta go with Kansas City. You know what? I thought about Kansas City. I had to go with uh, Pittsburgh. I had to go with Pittsburgh, not because they're six and zero, but because they find ways to win. And I, I think you know. Just when you think, oh, well, on offense, all they have is Juju. Here comes Chase Claypool. You know, it's things like that. Because it's always next man up with Pittsburgh. And it's been like that, man, probably since before we were born. And I say that because Had a little technical difficulty there, but like I was saying, um, with Pittsburgh, it's been like that, you know, next man up since before we were born. And if you go back to when this team came to prominence in the 70s, you had Terry Bradshaw. When Terry Bradshaw stuck uh, struggled, you had uh, Joe Gilliam. Then you had Terry Hanratty. You know, you had people to fill in. Um on the defense, look at how many pieces. The steel curtain was the front four. When those guys started getting older and you started moving guys, moving pieces out, and you had to move new pieces in, uh, Joe Banizak, uh, a couple of other people. You know, it's always next man up in Pittsburgh. And I just – they take what they have and they take the talent they have and they win. And it's absolutely beautiful. I will say that. So that's why I give them my best team. I, I can respect that, and, and and one thing, just like you mentioned, they they definitely know how to close out games. You know, well, yeah, defense. They didn't let the off. You know, saying let the other opposition drive down the field, but I, I you won't get in the end zone. They happening with Tennessee, happened with Baltimore, happened with us, the Broncos. Um, yeah, nope, no, no, no. 
you know what? I, I don't know how long they can run this string, but I think it's going to be. I, I got. I had them. My prediction was fifteen and one, and I thought that one loss is going to be, uh, Baltimore Sunday. But Baltimore still has a chance to beat them, so that's not a problem. But I still think they'll go fifteen and one. Um, not going to say they're my yeah. Super Bowl favorite as of yet. Give me about week fourteen, fifteen. And then we can start talking Super Bowl favorite. So, got to see how injuries I, and everything pro, uh, shape out. Yeah, that and I. Sorry about that. Had the uh, little cub trying to make an appearance, but I think um, I think with Pittsburgh. They're gonna be uh they're gonna fall, you know what I'm saying, victim to the trap, the trap game. There's always that trap game. You wanna know who I think that trap opponent is gonna be? Washington. I think Washington <laughs> uh Wash, they're gonna catch them sleeping on one of those Sundays and they're gonna beat them. Mm-hmm. I, I can agree with it. Yep. I can agree with it. Yep, they got um, the person to do it. Yeah, uh, we 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 shall see. So, uh, last but not least, outlook for the rest of the season. Um, what are you expecting to see um, from here until week seventeen? You know, going into week nine, uh, which I don't. Speaking of week nine, is that game tomorrow is in jeopardy, isn't it? That we're not going to get a game tomorrow. Because of the COVID case, right? Right. And I don't know for sure because I heard they shut down practice facilities. But as of right now, looking at it, it's still on and popping tomorrow, 820 on Fox. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't I don't know what's what's gonna happen, but um yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they call a game off tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, brother, I feel the same way you feel. But um, no matter what anybody says, and I, 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 your opinion is your opinion, but I'll say this. COVID is no joke. It's no laughing matter. It's no hoax. This virus is killing people. Mm-hmm. And the ones that it does not kill it is leaving with lasting effects. I can't think of the gentleman's name. Plays with the Jaguars. He was supposed to have a breakout year this year. I think he's a rookie. They say he may never play ball again because he can't get over the symptoms. And he was diagnosed three months ago. Mm. That's the side of COVID that nobody's seeing. Everybody's seeing people catch it, go through the quarantine, take the medication, and they're better. You're not seeing the lasting effects of people that are taking the medication, but it's not working. So, you know, this is not a a a a joke. This is not a, 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 a anything to play with. You know? And you know, people make fun of me because I wear a mask. Every time I walk out my front door, I wear a mask. Now when I'm sitting on my balcony, I'm on the second floor. So I, I'm sitting out there and I I'm chilling, no mask whatsoever. But when I walk out the door, my family walks out the door, we masked up. And that's the way that's just how it is. I mean here in Maryland, you know, you got to go in stores and wear a mask. But, you know, that's how it is. 
But these, I don't know what the NFL is doing as far as their COVID protocol, but something has to change because we're getting too many positive tests. And I'm not saying that because, oh, man, I want this season. I do want this season. But if it's going to put players at risk long term of catching this virus and they're not taking the precautions as the league, as a team, and even as individuals, I don't need the season for that. I don't want that on my conscience. So, but that's just my personal thoughts. Let me get down off my soapbox and get to back to the matter at hand. Second half of the season, Delonte, what you got? Um, second half of the season, I, I think uh, it's going to be a tight race um, in the NFC between uh, for that number one seed between Seahawks and the Bucks or Buccaneers. Um, I can actually see that being the NFC Championship game. That's going to be a hell of a game. Russ against TB12. Um, you know what I'm saying? Both got, you know, a, a formidable offense and defense. Uh, you know, both got good coaches. That's going to be a good potential uh, championship, uh, well, conference championship game. The AFC, um, of course, right now you got Kansas City, Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, so it's wide open. Um, I think Kansas City, if 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 it is a flaw, it's their defense. It's their defense. Um, they they're running their run defense, uh, kind of marshmallow marshmallowy like. So they got to kind of like pad that up. But um, you know, the AFC that's going to be interesting. I think the the wild card teams that's going to be interesting too. Because a lot of teams and play for them, those wild card spots. You know what? I'll agree with you wholeheartedly in the AFC, and I'm gonna start there. Um, now you know the Steelers are the top seed, Chiefs number two, um, Buffalo number three, and then the Titans will be your division winner that will have to play in the wild card round. Uh, so Steelers and Chiefs will have the first round by if playoffs started this, today. Now, I'm looking at this. Now, it's funny because sometimes I'm so old school, I look at the AFC South, and I say, why are the Colts in the AFC South? Shouldn't they be in the AFC East? The Colts ain't been in the AFC East since we did realignment. (laughs) That's old school. They was in the AFC East when they were in Baltimore, but I digress. Um, The Ravens are going to make some noise in the playoffs. I think uh, your Broncos, your Broncos are going to kind of put it together, but y'all going to have to battle the Raiders in in, in your own division. Yeah. yeah. So I think this may be the year that the Patriots do not make the playoffs. Um, oh, oh I, ab- you say absolutely. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> starting job, I, I, I think. I think one more bad performance in Bill can be like, oh, okay, bring bringing the kids to um Stedham. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know what's going on. I, and you know what? They said Cam had to shake off some rust because of the COVID um diagnosis. Which I understand that. Because he, he missed what, two weeks? He missed a bye week and then he also missed uh a game. I get that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Understand that wholeheartedly. And I will say this. Do you think he's still feeling the effects of the virus? And it's kind of sort of hampering him 
from you know getting back to normal right now it's it's it's, it's possible it's possible because um from what i'm hearing you know although you 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 can go from positive to negative you know you can still feel those lasting effects you know for weeks to come so you can still be kind of you know feeling the effects from it absolutely agree now looking at the the wild card race just to make the wild card the dolphins in the hunt your broncos the raiders um the ravens the browns uh the colts those are your teams that are in the hunt for the wild card right now and the afc looks pretty. i mean your, your low teams are of course the jets the patriots at two and five the Chargers at two and five for now um the Bengals at two and five for now Jags and Texans both one and six. So those are your low teams in the AFC right now. Um, moving over to the NFC, uh, the NFC least, which is uh, my beautiful conference uh, where Washington plays. Uh, as we look at it now, top seed would be the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Those will have your first round buys. Um, the Packers number three. The Eagles are the wild card division leader. Um, in the hunt, though, would be the Cardinals, who are and that's another surprise team. The Cardinals, I believe you said the Cardinals, right? Nah, um, shoot, who did I? I said the Dolphins, but Dolphins. with the the Cardinals too. Could have went with the Cardinals, five and two. That's a surprise team. Uh, mm -hmm. The Rams are five and three. Uh, Niners are four and four. Uh, Bears are five and three. The Lions are three and four. Um, Saints are five and two. Uh, Panthers three and five. So I mean, the wild card is right now is probably separated by a game or two. So that's how close everything is. But then in the NFC East, number one is separated by a game and a half. So. If Washington beats the Giants Sunday, that'll make them three and five. But even if the Eagles lose, I believe the Eagles still got a half a game lead because they may. Uh, either way, it's gonna be they're gonna be separated by a half a game, whether Washington takes over first Washington. or the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you, you know the Eagles that tie it's a half a win and a half a loss when you add it up. And so that's always going to be that half. That's why I say half. Um, but looking out west, uh, it's going to be a tight race because the 49ers are three games off of first place in the NFC West. Three games. Well, two and a half, I'll say, because uh, they play eight, Seahawks will play seven. So two and a half games off of uh, the Seahawks. The Cardinals are a game back, you know, things like that. Now, NFC North, I think the Lions, if the Lions can get hot, they might come out of the NFC North. And then in the South, you still got to worry about the Buccaneers and the Saints trying to murder each other. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, they play this week coming up. So that's an, another matchup. And then um, the Panthers, if they get hot. So I expect a lot of tight races um for uh 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 
division leads and playoffs. I believe this is just going to be tight on both sides, and it will be exciting football when we get down to the last weeks. I think it's going to be a lot of teams that punch their ticket to the second season come week 17. I agree. I agree, man. I agree. It's going to be knock them down, drag them out. So, um, with that being said, uh, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? Um, you know, uh, just looking forward to the, you know, like we mentioned, second half of the season. Everybody, you know, stay safe, social distance. Um, you know, it's getting cold, so, you know, you can't eat outside anymore. I mean, you know, you got to wear these masks and these COVID cases are going to be rising. So stay home. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Possible. If you got to go out, wear a mask. Make sure to cover your nose. You know what I'm saying? Protect yourself and your families. Absolutely true indeed. Um, before we get out of here, something that I want to say. Uh, and this is to you, good sir. For everything that you do here, uh, whether it's coming through on Saturday nights with the push, um, you came up with the format tonight, uh, the insight, and not even just what you do podcast-wise, what you've done brotherhood-wise for the last 20-some-odd years. You know, I always talk about how with my brothers, I can go, and before the you know, cell phones were very prevalent with everybody, I can go two to three months without talking to my brothers. And when we talk, we pick right back up where we left off because it wasn't a fighting thing. It was a life thing. We had to get out and go get money. And it wasn't time to talk on the phone. And one thing I can say about you is no matter the distance, the time, you never stop being a brother. And I appreciate that personally from the bottom of my heart. Oh man, means man, means a lot to him, man. You know, and I definitely echo the same sentiments, man. So you know what I'm saying, like brothers, man, brothers, and it never changed, no matter what. Brotherhood. I was, uh, I was telling a story. Um, I think I was either telling my oldest daughter about when I found out about my oldest son. When I found out, um, his mom was pregnant with him, and I was like, you know, I first person I called was of course first person I called was my grandmother and she was sitting on the side of the bed and I told her I said I'll be in the house in a minute she was like you lying I said no she said sure enough I said yeah I said I'll be in there in a minute she said okay let me know when you come in here so I hung up the phone with her and the first person I called I called BJ I called him at the house I called him him and Paul was living together and I called him I talked to Paul and I told Paul and then Paul told me that BJ was on his way to see you while you were at school and I was like, all right. I was like, when he called, tell both of them to call me. I don't even remember if both of y'all called me because everything else after that was a blur. But I remember y'all, I, the first people I wanted to call was y'all. To tell y'all, hey, I'm I'm about to be a father, y'all. <laughs> and I, that, it, 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 it's funny because I'm like, you know, everything comes full circle sometimes. And then you, you look at it and you're like, here we are. My oldest son is getting ready to turn 17 in January. And maybe not daily all the time, 
But I talk to these fellas as much as I possibly can. And we shoot it all the time, you know, different things, always. And that's the true meaning of brotherhood. Forget friendship. Friendship can come and go, but brotherhood lasts forever. So let me get off my emotional soapbox. <laughs> let these people go. Uh, nah, man. Good, man. It's all good. And, 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 you know what I'm saying, all of us, me, you know what I'm saying, BJ, Paul, all, you know, you, it's a brotherhood, man. Always remain intact, no matter no matter what, man. Yeah, most definitely. And um, let's not forget all the times that we've been out and balling, whether it was at in Greenbelt at Buddy Attic or up the street at Forestville Community Center. We 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 still try to get in. I can't wait to get back in the gym and ball because I'm dying to get out there right now. Man, who are you telling? But that's all our time until hopefully Friday night we can get this live thing going. Watch out on Instagram, Facebook, Sideline Junkies on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Sideline Junkies colon podcast on Facebook um, for updates on what we're going to do and the links to those live shows. This has been a Sideline Junkie production. That's the man of the hour, Delonte. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace out.